Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Intentional Married Podcast. I'm your host, Justin. And unfortunately, tonight I am not joined by my beautiful and talented wife, Cresta. More on that in a minute. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about ways you can strengthen your relationship. You can join us each and every week for inspiring stories, practical advice, and expert tips that you can use to make your partnership even more successful. Thanks for tuning in. So this is going to be kind of a unique episode as I have never hosted a podcast with just myself. So let's get into it. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, as many of you guys know, many of our listeners know, the Cresta was uh, diagnosed with breast cancer, and uh, so tonight she is uh, our scheduled night to record. She just isn't feeling great, um, just not really up to it, really tired, and uh, has turned in for the evening. So I told her I would take it, uh, we would break from what we had planned on doing, and I would just go ahead and uh, talk about something else for this evening and really just take it from there. And really what I want to talk about is just uh, being there for your partner, for your spouse when uh, they're not feeling well um, and kind of dovetail that into kind of being an advocate for medical care as we have really seen the importance of that. And I'll give you a few stories that we have ran into that really in, in today's society you've got to be your number one advocate so we'll go ahead and get started first with uh i'll give a little update on cresta uh she's doing well um she had her first chemo session about a week ago um that went well um as well as can be expected i should say um it was about eight and a half hours um she's uh journaling her journey with all this on tiktok you can find her at cresta Burt. Um, on TikTok and she's posting pretty much every day. I think she's missed a few days here and there when she's not feeling well, but that went well. And then the following day, she ended up getting the shot that stimulates the bone marrow. And we are thinking that that kind of knocked it out of her. Um, Obviously with chemo and then the shot, it's hard to tell exactly what does what, but uh that's when she really started to feel weak. Um, her bones started to ache, obviously stimulating the bone marrow. So she's been taking a concoction of medication that the doctors had prescribed. And um, <clears throat> yeah, just uh, yeah, took the weekend off. We just relaxed around here. She was sore, not feeling well. Um, and, you know, she went back to work Monday. She's been back to work all week. And... Uh, you know, she's, she's plugging along. She's, she's doing the best she can. Uh, but by, by the time she gets home, she's, she's worn out, ready to eat dinner and go to bed. Um, so that's kind of how she's been, been doing the last week. And, uh, her next chemo is three weeks from her first chemo. So she'll do it every three weeks, uh, for six sessions. And, uh, at that time we'll have to make some more decisions. Uh, it was stage two a, so um, did not progress far enough. It could have been a lot worse. Um, so we're thank- thankful for that. Um, but you know, uh, really as a husband and, and really in any partner that has a, a spouse or, or partner that is sick, uh, you know, it's really important that you, you be there for them as far as just support. 
um, especially when you're dealing with medical stuff. Um, those of us that are not uh, medically educated, you know, we're not RNs, we're not doctors, we're not nurse practitioners. Um, we're really kind of at a loss on what to do. We really got to lean on the advice of, of the professionals. And, you know, especially for us men, that's kind of hard. We like to take charge. We like to be in charge. Um, and I can tell you personally, um, when I went to visit uh, Cresta Thursday while she was having chemo, they don't allow us to sit there the whole day. Um, we're able to take her lunch and I was able to take her lunch, but I wasn't able to sit with her the whole day. That's just not allowed um, because of the volume of people they have come, coming through there and just the compromised immune systems and stuff. It kind of makes sense. But anyway, I was able to take her lunch and spend about 15, 20 minutes with her and just the just seeing her there helpless and knowing I can't do anything for her just really hit home. And uh, that was probably the uh, hardest time that I did have during this whole process. But, um, you know, it uh, it just, you know, as a guy, we want, like I said, we want to take care of everything. We want to, you know, make everything right. And unfortunately, you know, there's some things that are just beyond our control. So, um, you know, we really got to, we just got to be there to support them. We got to rely on medical staff. And, you know, I, I got to give a lot of credit to my, my sister, who is a nurse practitioner, thankfully. So we do have uh, that to lean on when we do have questions and, you know, odd hours. That, you know, we can just call her and, at, <clears throat> and ask her. And, um, you know, she, she really rallied the troops behind us, unbeknownst to me. Um, and had really organized a, a, a really cool thing. She had made shirts for any one of our family and friends that, that wanted to show uh, solidarity with Cresta. And uh, so she made shirts uh, for anybody and everybody that wanted to send texts to Cresta throughout the day. And so while Cresta was getting chemo throughout the day, she was also receiving texts from family and friends just showing uh, the overwhelming support that she does have. And that uh, was extremely encouraging. I had no idea that was going on. Um, and I kind of felt like the, <laughs> the, the, the lone guy out is I was probably the only person not wearing my shirt uh, due to a dress code I had at work, which I probably could have got bent that day if I would have uh, would have just asked had I known. But uh, anyway, it, it, it was pretty awesome just to see the support system that we we do have. Um, you know, and, you know, when you do have a, a spouse that, that does get sick and it's uh, a little bit more long-term, you know, not necessarily terminal or anything like that, but something that's going to take a little bit of time. Um, it's going to take a little bit more planning. You know, you're going to have to plan, you know, grocery visit, uh, grocery, you know, grocery store stops, things like that. You're going to have to plan it a little bit around their schedule. Um, dishes, laundry, things that, you know, may, maybe they usually help out on help out with, you know, you're going to have to start planning that stuff, get that stuff done. Um, so, you know, I've been working a little faster at work so that I can get home a little earlier and, you know, get some little things done like dishes and, you know, odds and ends around the house so that when she comes home, you know, those things are done and we're able to, uh, you know, enjoy our evening. So it's a little more relaxing for her, um, you know, prep, prepping meals for her so she can just 
grab something and take it to work, you know, just all those little things that, you know, take a little bit of planning, but uh, really make life a lot less stressful and allow them to focus on just getting better. And um, so, you know, that's my my little bit of advice for, you know, if you do have a partner that's going to be down for a while, you know, it doesn't even have to be something like cancer. It could be something like knee surgery or, you know, something that, you know, they're going to be, they're, they're going to be laid up for a while, you know, and, and so you're going to have to carry more of the, of the burden than you, you nat- naturally would. Um, it's just going to take a little bit more planning. Um, and, you know, one thing is, you know, just don't complain about it because they know that you're picking up more of the weight. Um, they know the extra mile you're going for them. So, you know, just do it without complaining. You know, we, we, we've got a run, running joke around here. You know, it's yes, sir. No, sir. Um, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. You know, just because she knows that I'm picking up a little bit extra. Um, and so if she asks me to do something for her, it's not out of laziness. It's not out of her not being able to do it. Sometimes she's just tired, her body aches, you know, and so, it's just it's just us serving one another and uh so if if you really take that servant's attitude towards it um you know you're gonna have a better attitude towards it and you're gonna be able to get through it together um because really that's that's the end goal is getting it getting through it together and just being there for each other um and then the next piece of advice um and this really is probably gonna have to be done more by the 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 spouse that's not uh, probably sick, um, depending on, you know, how, how, how sick they are. But man, I would encourage you guys be, be your advocate for your medical care. Now there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that, that don't necessarily want to go down the chemotherapy route because of the toxins and stuff. That's fine. You know, everybody has their own medical decisions on what they want to do. Um, and whatever route you go down, whatever, whether it's holistic, whether it's modern medicine, you know, um, everybody has their own opinions, but be your advocate. Um, I can't tell you how many times, and I'll tell you a couple stories cause it's, it's happened on more than one, one occasion, unfortunately for us. Um, this all started with a, Cresta started getting heart, high heart rate notifications on her watch, on her Apple watch. You know, so she started actually take, taking her own pulse and she's like, yeah, you know, the, the watch is right. I need to go get this checked out. So we went to the cardiologist, you know, we got referred to a cardiologist. They put, put her on a heart monitor. Um, and so, you know, they were running some tests and we got sent to, to one specific place. Um, you know, they, they, during the ultrasound of the heart, I forget the technical medical term in for, those of you who are more uh, privy to medical terms than me, more uh, educated in that, I'm sorry, echocardiogram, I think, um, they found a spot on her liver. And so we, we had to go get a contrast CT. And when we got the contrast CT, um, for some reason, and I don't know exactly why, I just happened to ask for the results right there. I believe it was so I could take them to my sister and have her look at it to see if there was anything concerning on it. Because, you know, they found a spot on the liver. It's all, always concerning. And we didn't have a follow-up appointment with the cardiologist who ordered the test and was going to give us the results for like a month. And uh, so I happened to ask for it. I got it. I gave I gave them to my sister and uh, sh- her 
she said, I don't see anything concerning, but that's not my area of expertise. I'd wait to, uh, till, till you hear from, till you actually see the rate radiology report. Well, we go to the cardiologist report and the medical facility that was supposed to send the report over never sent it over. And, uh, I actually believe to this day, we have not received the official word or the official report from the radiologist on that. Um, and we called and we fought and called and fought and didn't get nothing, didn't get nothing, didn't get anything, didn't get anything. And so we, uh, uh, they, during that CT, they actually found a spot on her breast. Um, and that's when they found the tumor. And, um, so we had to go to the same, I believe we went to the same spot, same place. She had to go to the same place for imaging. And, uh, yeah, she had to go to the same place for imaging. And so we, with our history already with this place, um, she had the imaging done on a Thursday. And of course, at this point, uh, because during the contrast CT, there was nothing on her liver is what was determined. It was just something with the machine or it turned out to be nothing. Um, and then, but during the contrast CT, they did find the spot on the breast. So they wanted a mammogram done. And so we had the history with this place and they did a mammogram and then they did an ultrasound and I believe that was it. I actually wasn't there. I was working that day. Um, cause at this point we weren't overly concerned because the liver had turned out to be nothing. So we're like, well, maybe it's just nothing. Um, so anyway, Krusty gets the news that it's likely something. And so the next day we, without any questions or anything, we just went down and picked up the results. Like we, we weren't going to mess with them trying to send it to our primary care physician. We were just going to make sure that we had the results in hand. That way, if they didn't send it, uh, we were going to make sure that was taken care of. So we card, called our primary care physician and the, uh, the receptionist told us that we said, Hey, there's something very concerning with this report. According to the radiologist is is our primary care physician going to be able to uh, look at this report today? And this is Friday. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And so at this point, we had dri dri driven to the medical facility, picked up our report. And uh, on the phone, they said they had not received the report yet. And so we had the report in hand. So we drove down to our primary care facility. And at this point, we're talking to the reception receptionist face to face. And I said, if you guys are unable to tell me today, if you're going to look at this report today, I'm going to go ahead and call and get a consultation with the surgeon, which is what the primary care physician would do. That would be his next step. And so he's like, I don't know if we're going to be able to get it. Um, because we haven't got the report yet. I said, here's the report. Go make copies of it. That way you guys have it in your files. That way you don't have to rely on this medical facility. And so he went and made the reports and he still was unable to confirm whether or not we would be able to, uh, if the, our primary care physician would be able to read it or not, but he would definitely read it by Monday. So I, uh, I called the, the surgeon at that point. 
Uh, I believe the surgeon's office was actually closed by the time I called. But by Monday, we had an appointment already scheduled with the surgeon by the time our primary care uh, doctor called us. And so I, I say all that to say, you guys have got to be in control of your health care. You've got to be your advocate. You've got to be the one fighting for yourself. Because it's because we pushed. It's because we stayed on top of things that we got things done as fast as we got things done. Now, not everything needs to be done right away. I get that. But in the same breath, if you're not staying on top of it, at the end of the day, you're the one responsible. It's your life. It's your health. It's your well-being that is being messed with. And you you know the phrase, the squeaky wheel gets oiled. Be that squeaky wheel when it comes to your health, when it comes to your well-being. Because that's the one that's going to get oiled. That's going to be the one that they're going to take care of. And (laughs) again, another story. So Cresta needed another uh, EKG before they started chemo. So she she went to her cardiologist Tuesday before chemo started. Um, so she shows up for chemo on Thursday and I dropped her off and everything started good. And she texts me about an hour into it. And she's like, the cardiologist hasn't even read the EKG yet and I can't start chemo. So immediately I dropped everything I was doing and I was at the cardiologist's office in maybe 10, 15 minutes. I don't think they would probably welcome me back. Um, you know, because I made it very clear that, you know, when we scheduled this, we told you guys we had chemo and they tried to give us a story about them being short staffed about, you know, they had a doctor out on vacation. And basically I told them the same thing any customer would tell anybody who's providing a product. I don't care about your excuses. You're here to provide me a service. I paid you for a service and I needed it done by this time. Why isn't it done? And every time they would provide me an excuse, I would say, that is not a valid excuse. We're dealing with somebody's health. We're dealing with somebody who has cancer. And you guys did not provide the the service that we agreed to. Um, I can tell you I'm probably not welcome back to that cardiologist's office. Um, they didn't, like, kick me out or anything. But I made a big enough fuss that um, I don't know that, that I really pushed things forward. But I made a big enough fuss that... I, I think moving forward, they, they, they're going to get our stuff done in a timely manner because I didn't let the excuses just slide by. Well, you guys were down. You guys had somebody on call at the hospital like that. That's not my concern. At the end of the day, your agreement with a hospital, you're, you're, you having people on vacation, like that's not my concern. Like if you think of another business, like another company I, I used to work for, Coca-Cola, like if, if we were to go to Walmart and say, hey, you know what? We're down a couple guys and, you know, we're just not going to be able to make the delivery today. You're going to be out of Coke for a few days. Is that okay? Walmart's not going to care how many guys were down. Like, just get the product there. Get the service taken care of, you know? And that's kind of how you need to be with your doctors. That's how you need to be with the the medical world. And sometimes it's harder because we, we, we view them in such high esteem. But really, at the end of the day, it's... That's how you have to be with them, and, and you've got to be a little bit forceful. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of my advice. Be your advocate. Be your own advocate. Make noise when you need to make noise, and don't do it unnecessarily. Don't make noise just to make noise, but 
when when there's something on the line that you need answers for or you need something done, be willing to make the noise that you need to make. And uh, so I hope you guys found this useful. Um, it's just some things that we've learned over the course of the last, uh, I don't know, three, four or five months. Um, things that I probably wouldn't have thought of, you know, this time last year. So um, we appreciate all of you guys. We appreciate all of our listeners, um, you know, and uh, yeah. So if, if you guys like what you're hearing, you know, go ahead, hit that subscribe button. Uh, you know, our so socials are down in the description, you know, hit, hit us up, DM us, uh, you know, and if you guys are ready to take the next step towards having a more intentional and healthy relationship with your partner, then marriage coaching is the perfect investment. You know, we talk about investment a lot, investing in your relationships and, you know, our families, our marriage, you know, that's the one thing that not a lot of us invest in. You know, we invest in our retirement, we invest in our vehicles, our homes, but how often do we invest in our marriage? You know, maybe a couple bucks here, a couple bucks there. But really, you know, we we should be investing in our marriage like we invest in our, you know, in in other parts of our lives. You know, so that's something you're interested in. Uh, you can start today by just scheduling a free thirty minute uh, breakthrough session where we can determine the best plan moving forward. Um, with our help, you can gain the tools necessary to create a healthier and more fulfilling future together. Uh, and I can't tell you how many, how many fun times we have together, e even in the midst of all this. And yes, this sucks, but Crest and I still laugh together. Uh, we still have fun together. Um, it is hard. It is challenging. It is bringing a new dynamic to our relationship. Um, but we're still growing every day. We're still learning. Um, and you know, it, it just gets us more excited about our, our future together. Um, and not that we would ever ask or want for this experience. Um, but it is making us stronger. And, uh, really at the end of the day, I, I, I think it is making us better coaches because we're, we're able to relate to, to different aspects now that, that we have never been able to relate to before. So, like I said, if you guys like this, hit that subscribe button. Um, and Drop a comment, drop a, uh, you know, hit, hit, hit that five-star button, and uh, we'll talk to you guys again next week. Bye.